Sex Without Fear. This is a podcast focused on sex positive education and awareness through everyday topics. I'm Amber Radical, and I'm a birth worker in Northern California, and I'm currently writing a book on my experience as a child rape victim born in the 90s during all the moral panics that seem to plague us today still. Okay, uh, I needed to get that out of the way. Um, so actually, this podcast was originally written with enthusiasm for the brand Thinks, Thinks the period underwear, if you have not heard of them yet. Um, and I was like fully prepared to write an entire thing that would have not only benefited the listeners, but, um, I was hoping that I could get some attention from the brand because I have like secretly wanted to be like an ambassador of some sorts for them because of how much this brand has changed my life. So I guess where I want to start is by saying that I don't really know where I stand with things now. Um, so let me give let me give some background into my story into how I came into this. So I, like I said, am a child rape victim and that left physical scars on me that have led to being unable to use tampons. And uh, I'll skip over my personal traumas and that, but um, many women are like me in that they cannot wear tampons. And many women don't like pads for various reasons, and I'm one of them. Uh, they're great. They're a great invention, but we sure haven't come too far in them because they are full of chemicals, they give us rashes, they et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they're horrible for the environment, just like tampons and diapers. Uh, and tampons, even if you don't have trauma like I do, they're still horrible for you. They're full of bleach and they eat at the walls of your vagina and all of the horrible things. So many of us are always looking for different um, alternatives for menstruation and all of its glory, right? So if you're like me, you have probably come across the solution of period underwear. I first heard from them. I actually got them gifted from my ex-boyfriend for Christmas after he had heard the NPR podcast on the politics of periods. And um, they talk about what the Thinks brand is doing for period equity and all the wonderful things. And he knew I couldn't wear tampons and I didn't like pads. So this seemed like a great solution. So he got me some. And since then, I have been preaching them to all of my friends and I've been wearing them for years. So like I said, I started this podcast trying to uh, create a resume for Thinks so that I could just give you the perfect argument so you would go out and buy a pair for yourself at the end of this podcast. Um, and I'm actually not even sure that I'm saying not to yet, but we're going to get into all of it. So my partner just sent me a podcast where he actually sent it to me because he was appalled by this horrible review that someone was giving about thinks and what is it called? Chapo Trap House. It's this podcast. I have not heard any other episode than the first 15 minutes of this one that my partner sent me. And they go off on how ridiculous it is that you would want a more sustainable period. And I think it's great to have a more sustainable period. So Obviously, I thought that they were a complete quack in the review, but then she started addressing the sexual harassment um, allegations 
against the CEO of Thinks. And obviously, I care about companies um, and how they are treating their employees. And I care deeply about sexual harassment and the topics surrounding. So before I slammed this lady's review on Thinks, I went, okay, well, maybe I have something to look into here. Because their argument was, how can this brand be advertising themselves as something feminist and progressive when the CEO has sexual harassment allegations? Let me take a sip of my coffee here. Okay, so I looked into these allegations and they are legit. So let me get to my notes here. Yeah, I, I took notes on this one because... I just went through quite a rabbit hole. So, the former CEO, her name is Mickey Agarol, and the sexual harassment um, allegations and the poor work environment allegations are pretty deep. I don't like to dissect someone's sexual harassment allegations in any sort of defense. I am the type to believe the accuser. I could pick this apart and try to compare its severity to other things, but I think like if you've made enough employees uncomfortable, that's severe enough. And whether or not she raped somebody or only said something inappropriate, like none of it's good. So she left, and I believe this was in 2017. She had several sexual harassment allegations against her. So she bailed. She clocked out. Her statement was that they were all ridiculous statements and she didn't have any sort of apology or defense, really. It was just that this is all crazy, basically. So I don't really know what to say about that, but it, it actually resulted in her walking out. So um, cue in Maria Molland. And Maria Molland is the new CEO as of 2017 or maybe early 2018 after the scandal. And she sounds legit. So when I came across her and how she took over the Thinks company, I was like, all right, I am for this woman. Um, it's Let me pull up my screenshots here. But she basically had seen that all, all the scandal come out about these sexual harassment allegations. And this was a company. She's a business executive of some kind. And she had already had her eye on the company as something that she wanted to get involved in because she was a mother who had experienced fertility issues. And she um, had was about to have a baby of her own. And she wanted to support women businesses. And she just kind of sounds like one of me. Right. Like she saw this company and she was like, oh, man, well, like I would have done this completely different. Like this had a great idea. Too bad. A sucky CEO couldn't control her flippant sexual remarks. And I don't want to see this company fail. Like, let me see what I can do. So she kind of plugs in and she flips the company upside down in the best way. Uh, it's, this is a quote for, from an article. I'm not quite sure it was written after she took over though in 2017. This is a quote. She hired, Mullen did the obvious. She hired two human resource employees after there had been none and focused much of her time on building out the company's scattershot org chart, instituting rigorous 90 day goals and accountability for departments with HR in place 
Mullen bolstered the company's benefits package, installing what she calls deeply human benefits, such as childcare stipends and tacking four weeks onto the family leave policy for a total of 12 weeks. She hopes to add four more soon and improve paternity leave duration. Uh, she also right-sized existing employee salaries to match the market and help retention, and she has since doubled the staff to 66 so that the staff the staff had claimed that they were overworked and such. So all of the issues that you find um, with the original scandal with Mickey Agrawal, the former CEO, it seems like Maria Mullen literally um, addressed them all, took it on, and... Um, it says she moved Thinks out of its cramped co-working space on the western edge of Manhattan and into its own 5,000-foot space on a higher floor in the same building. The dog-friendly office is sparsely decorated, punctuated by mannequins wearing Thinks underwear in an in-house photography and video- videography studio. Conference rooms are named for feminist icons, Notorious RBG and Eve Einsler, and employee lounge doubles as playrooms for employees' children. Uh, including her own daughter, who's now two and a frequent fixture in the office. So they seem to really, like, she's kind of, she's our new hero for things, right? So we've got it. Um, They've doubled in size. They have done all these amazing things. The article goes on to say, uh, in all of the virtuous ways that it has um, expanded across the globe. So... Fast forward. Now I found that there is a whole nother lawsuit against Thinks, and it is for um, chemicals in their products. They are being accused of having PFAs, which cause cancer, high cholesterol, decreased fertility, hormone suppression, liver damage, and thyroid disease. Um, missed periods and other things are symptoms of this. And this has come out... And the CEO released a statement in response to it. This came out in a magazine, actually. So she actually um, she actually is refuting the magazine's findings. And she said, Thinks hired a toxicologist separate from the laboratory the company already used, uses to test its products to investigate the article's claims. The investigation found only the presence of elemental fluoride, not PFAs, Mullen said. The class action lawsuit claims that Think's toxicologist has a history of exerting inappropriate influence in, in its attempts to convince the public at large regarding health policy, including recommending chemical safety thresholds far above those recommended by public health experts. She also claims the independent laboratory Think's uses is known for taking a proactive approach to brand protection. So they are saying, well, we have a toxicologist on the outside, so they should be non-biased. And they say we're good to go. And the people with the class action lawsuit are saying, well, her toxicologist has a reputation for being shady as fuck. So take that for what it is. So that led me into that rabbit hole. And I decided, well, now what? Because I have been advertising things on my own body and not just now I've got to undo everything that I've been telling people, but, um, how has this affected my body? And what's strange is that some of these things that they are concerned about do kind of apply to my life, but they're pretty vague in that they're things that I have possibly struggled with forever. And who knows if it has enhanced any problems. Um, I am going to take the survey on the lawsuit survey page 
I'm going to fill out the questions and see if anything comes of it, if I can be helpful. I don't know what kind of questions they're going to ask. Uh, I've been a part of this before for the medication Zofran and how it affected me during my pregnancy. So I know that I can, I'll probably never hear anything of this, but now I'm struggling to feel comfortable advertising thinks. And I'm curious to see how this goes. I hope Molland is honest and right and this toxicologist is not shady and we'll get an answer on this. And hopefully we haven't been exposing ourselves to something horrible the last several years of using these products. So I'm pulling for them. I am pulling for you, Molland. Like I fell in love with you today, Maria, um, reading all the great things that you've done for this company. I think that so many of us dream about the amazing things that this product can do for women. So I'm pulling for you and I hope that th this turns out. But in the meantime, I cannot like comfortably advertise things. And so I went online and I found some other brands. So I want, I don't want to leave you with no other options because I'm going to get into why period underwear are wonderful, but take these brands down. They are called Sustain, Luna Pads, and Ruby Love. And from what I see, they're uh, completely PFA free certified. So they've been fully certified that they do not have these scary chemicals that thinks is being accused of. And they are actually cheaper. And they are pretty size inclusive from what I see. So I'm definitely going to give them a try and give Thinks a break from buying. I don't, this sucks guys. It really sucks. So that being said, I do want to get into what I was hoping I could touch on. And what I was hoping to touch on is period underwear, what they are, what they look like, how they feel and how they work. So... I'm going to pull up my notes on that, see how many rabbit holes I went in today. So if you are not familiar with the topic of um, period equity, that's something that I first want to address. Period equity is when your period poses a barrier to civic engagement and democratic participation. Um, as in, if your period prevents you from being able to get to school or get to work or any of those things, then you are experiencing inequality and equity of your period, right? And a lot of us don't realize like how many people this affects. And I came from a low income community. And as a teenager, many of my friends were always asking me for tampons and pads. They were getting them from the office. They were homeless teens. They did not have access to these things. They often would have to leave school with the tampon from the office and make it all night up until the next day where they can get another one from the office, putting them at risk for toxic shock syndrome, etc. Homeless women are at risk of this. Everyone's at risk of period inequity, but... Um, we tend to just not recognize it. So we also experience the tampon tax and this has been like slightly addressed in the last few years. I think people are more aware of this, but menstrual products should be tax exempt. They should be affordable and available for all. They should be safe for our bodies and the planet and periods should not hold anyone back. These are the, the things that they advertise on the main websites. Um, the tampon tax is still in 30 states. So 20 have released it, California included. That's where I'm at. 
But states like even Arizona and our some of our bordering states here still have the tampon tax. Tampons and pads are necessities, but 30 states still tax them as if they aren't. And to give reference to why that's like ridiculous at this point is a lot of states um, recognize that things are necessities that are way way less necessary than tampons. Um, for example, if you are in Texas, cowboy boots are not taxed because that is a necessity. So there's a lot of silly things like that. And tampons have just remained on the list of things that are not are a luxury tax. So thanks periods and other period panties are addressing a lot of the laws regarding that. So it's really important. That's another reason we want to support these companies as they're getting rid of a lot of things like this. They're helping women across the world get access to these products. We tend to not think about women's periods in other countries, but the reason that other countries remain so oppressed is that they don't have that their women are not able to participate in their country. Their period actually keeps them from being able to go to school and get an education. Their period keeps them from working. There's a lot of religious reasons why um, women are kept out of the area and, and put in places um, kept away while they're on their period for religious and cultural reasons that lead to a lot of deaths. I was just reading a horrific story about a woman who was killed by a snake bite because she was in the barn where she was kept because she was on her period. I think she was like a very young woman too, like possibly a child. Um, menstruation is killing women all over the world, not because their periods are harmful to them, but because of how they have to handle them. And as far as the amount of infections that women are getting because they're having to use things like mattress stuffings and leaves and such. So companies like Thinks and other brands that I mentioned are helping get sustainable period products to women, which is why this podcast from Chapo Trap House whatever is just so appalling to me because she was like making fun of a sustainable period and like how could you not have compassion for the women in other countries? If we want to see countries not be in poverty, we have to empower women over there to be able to take part in their society. And they can't, if their basic like part of their life that they can't control is keeping them from these basic things. This is why men are still ruling over there and why the patriarchy is still so the level that it is. Right? So, we are very privileged in this country to have the access to feminine hygiene products that we do, but we still have a long ways to go in our country too. So I just, I can't imagine being the type of woman who could get on a podcast like that and just laugh at the severity of menstrual inequity in our world. It's deadly. Everything to do with women's menstruation and their purity and all of these things are resulting in genocide of our type of our women I just how can you not care so anyways I wanted to address these issues and get some of these brands to you people are not just wanting period underwear to have something more sustainable and hippie either there are people like me who have a very serious need for alternative feminine hygiene product options and 
you know, good for you if you can wear a tampon and that doesn't bother you and it doesn't affect your body and you don't care that it affects your earth, et cetera, et cetera. But um, some of us care and some of us care about women who we don't even know. So that being said, please comment on this, um, on the podcast comments and let me know about any brands that you've tried that are not thinks and how you felt about them. I do want to get more into how to wash them and such, but all of my education is on how to do that with Thinks underwear and how they work and how much they hold and and things like that. So uh, I guess I can give you like a generic rundown, but it may be different for different brands. So I encourage you to look them up, but I'm sure they kind of function the same. So they have several layers that are moisture wicking or odor controlling, and they're super absorbent and leak resistant. These underwear really are as magical as you think. They feel like underwear. They feel they're thin. They don't absorb or they don't thicken as they absorb or anything. It's not like a pad. It just soaks it into this other layer. And then after a while, you'll kind of know and it'll be time to change it. You can even throw them in the wash with your regular clothes. I throw them in with towels, but you will not hurt the other things in your washer. They last about four years. They hold three to five tampons worth of fluid. They recommend that you try this at home uh, the first few times just to get a feel because everyone's flow is different. They have different styles. They have everything from thong to brief to uh, boy shorts. They have leotards out they have all of these amazing options. I, I could have done sports in high school if I had these. This would have been life-changing for me. So I am glad that I have these options as an adult. And I really look forward to your guys' recommendations of other brands to try. And I am so sorry that I have been on the Thinks bandwagon and not looking into this. But to be fair, this latest lawsuit with the chemicals did not really come forward until the fall of last year. So um I guess I've just had my head so far up my ass for thanks that I just like wasn't looking to see anything wrong with them. So shame on me. I will do better. But I hope you found this informational. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you again. This was Sex Without Fear. You can find me on my website, www.amberradical.com. If you want to go right to our podcast page, we are on Buzzsprout, Sex Without Fear. You can also find me on Facebook, Sex Without Fear. If you would like to subscribe to this, I would appreciate that. Our Patreon will be up soon. If you want to support this project in the meantime, you can donate right on my website there on any of the pages. If you want to go right to the Sex Without Fear page to learn more, about these specific projects in the book that I'm writing www.amberradical.com slash sex and Amber Radical is one R-A-M-B-E-R A-D-I-C-A-L Thank you guys for listening and I will see you next time